Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. Welcome to the kickoff episode of our unit planning series. This has been one that has been really requested, and I'm excited to walk you through the steps that at least I have taken in creating, well, 16 preps worth of content in the last six years. It has been quite a journey, but I feel like I've gotten it down to a really executable, is that a word? I think it is, executable process. And I think it could be great for any sort of topic that you run into. I will obviously talk a little bit more about the science side because that is my background, although I have done four different math preps. So I have a little bit of experience on that side too. But first, before we get too deep in, If you are not a first-year teacher, here's what I need you to do right now. I'm going to hearken back to the digital decluttering episode. I will link that in the show notes if you want to go find it. But there are some really great tips for doing a digital declutter between semesters. Now we need to kind of start fresh. So I want you to go to your school email, which I know is a scary place and summer is not really a fan favorite time to go there. However, right now, it's kind of like the dead time of school emails, right? You should not be getting many, if any, and you've probably yet to receive the emails that are kicking off the next school year. So what I want you to do is go ahead and select all of them. Like click through every single email that is in your active inbox currently and move it to a new folder that says before 2023 school year or old or whatever you want to call it. But this way, you have the access to them. If you're like me and kind of panic sometimes that you want to reference them, but you're not hyper-organized in the folder area of your email, this way, it is all still accessible, but also not in your inbox. Now we've started fresh for the new school year. Number two, we're going to do the same thing with the files on your computer, specifically your downloads folder. I want you to take your downloads folder, I want you to highlight everything. drag it to your desktop and delete the ones you know can be deleted. Everything else is going to just go into a folder that says like old or previous or downloaded, whatever you want it to say. There are things in there you probably want saved, but you probably left it in that folder. We need to take it out of there. And then ready for this one? You're going to go into your Google Drive. (laughs) In your Google Drive, you're going to take everything that is not currently placed in a folder And you're going to put it in a folder labeled previous, old, last year, whatever you want it to be. You can still find these things. And then as you find them, because you know you need to use them, you can then move them into a proper folder holder place. But we're going to give ourselves a clean slate to start this school year with, especially the places that we are going to turn to the most once we start going through and trying to prep things for our new units. All right. Was that scary? (laughs) It was probably a little scary, but we're going to jump into today's episode topic. We are going to start with congrats. You have a new prep. Aren't you excited to have taught something now for the first time this year with probably no clue what needs to go into it? I've been there 16 times now. I'm prepping for my 16th new course going into year six of teaching, and I can tell you that there are certain levels, I think, that everyone's going to start out with. You're either going to start out with 
absolutely nothing. My very first year, I was literally told the names of the courses I was going to teach. I was not given a textbook. I was not given anything. I had no clue what the standards were that we were supposed to follow. Honestly, I didn't even know what a standard was, so that was probably for the best. I just had to go. I just had to do the thing for seven different courses. Then I say there's like this bare bones idea. So the next school that I went to, I had a rough idea of what I needed to do, mostly because I knew that standards existed, but also I had a textbook given to me. That was kind of it. The other science teacher, because we were a department of two, had taught my courses previously and could kind of guide me, but there was not a whole lot outside of that that was just really set in stone. Then I moved to my current district, which has folders on folders on folders and a shared drive of here's what unit one should cover. Here's the standards it should cover. Here's the essential questions it should cover. And it goes through a pretty detailed format. Depending on the course, some of them are a little bit more detailed than others, but I feel like I can look at those and know exactly what types of things I need to teach through. You could be anywhere on that spectrum. So we're going to cover all these steps as if you're anywhere on that spectrum. So the first thing you need to do is get an idea of the content you need to cover and a potential order that you might cover it in. This can change, but we need to really know what type of things you're going to work on throughout the year. You're going to use this as a guideline to build the year. So if you came with a district-provided unit planning curriculum map thing, congratulations, that's pretty much executed for you. If you have a textbook, I actually would consider you kind of in the lead a little bit because you not only have units, but you also have the main themes, the vocab, everything that goes along with it in an outlined format. Now, I've never actually taught from a textbook. It's just not something that I do, but it's a hugely valuable resource, especially when you just don't know what you're supposed to be covering. If you came with nothing, there is nothing to guide you in your new course. Maybe you're making up a course. Maybe you are getting thrown into something brand new this year because they just couldn't find anybody else to teach it. Well, congratulations. You're going to do a little bit of internet investigation. What I would suggest you do is literally Google the name of your course and then curriculum map or the name of your course unit outlines. And I want you to see what you can find. I would go through a couple different sources. I would not hit Facebook groups yet if you can help it. I love the amount of teachers who are so willing to give of their materials on Facebook groups, but they are incredibly overwhelming when you're just trying to get a basic grasp of what content you need to go through. What I might suggest you do actually, though, is go to a textbook website and try to see how they outline it. You might not have the resources in the textbook, but they will give you an outline of the units and the chapters. There are districts who, thanks to COVID, have posted a full year outline on their sites. These are great ways to get ideas for what content is going to come and when. You do not have to deviate from these. If you find one, you're like, this makes sense to me, try it out this year. This is not the year where we're going to sit here and get crazy creative because we need to get a firm grasp on just the bare basics. Then from there, you can kind of expand out. Another option is to go to a place like Teachers Pay Teachers and search for curriculums that teachers have created. There are amazing curriculum writers out there. I'm friends with a few curriculum writers. I do think one day I 
would enjoy writing a curriculum for one of the courses that I maybe finally teach more than once. But not everybody has the money. Not every school has the funding. And we don't always know if a curriculum is going to fit your needs. But what we do know is they will pretty much always outline the units in the order that they go in. So I would start there, figure out what the units are called in an order based off of a couple different sources that you think will work for you in your case. Then you're going to get a calendar out for step two. You're going to highlight the very first week of the school year and then the week before each exams. So fall semester and spring semester exams, highlight the week before them and the week of because we know like you're not teaching any content that week. But then also, if you have an EOC course where you're taking a state assessment near the end of the year, you want to know when that date is so that you can highlight that week off. That's not a week you're going to be teaching content. Then you're going to go ahead and cross off any days that you will not actually be teaching students. So these are PD days. These are holiday days. The days that you know in advance, students will not be learning what you're trying to teach them. I actually count half days in this. So if you have an early release, I think that that's a regular school day. But if you have a half day, I don't know about you, but my kids are never focused (laughs) during those days. That's fine. I have backup template assignments that cover other core skills I want them to practice that we do on those days. But I'm not covering content, so I cross those out. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to section off your year into a rough idea of where you want your units to start and stop. This is going to change like a lot. This is not set in stone. If you have those friction erasable pens, go for it. I don't like them. I don't know if I've, I think I've told this story a couple times, but I took notes like the first year that the friction pens came out back in like 2010 or so. I took notes for a summer math course in college. I think it was differential equations. And I took all my notes in that pen, left my stuff in my car so I could go work one of my part-time jobs, came back, my notes were gone because all it takes is heat. Do not leave these in your car if that's what you're looking for. Anyway, they would be great for something like this as long as you keep them out of the sun. But what I want you to do is consider when you have larger stretches of days where students are not going to get direct content from you. So things like a fall break, Thanksgiving break, um, if you have an Easter or spring shorter break, if you have conferences, for some reason we... When we have conferences, our students end up getting a five-day weekend, which is great for them. But I need to know that ahead of time so I can either do a major activity or test out of some material before we go into that break so that I can make sure that we've got that content covered and not try to expect them to come back from a break and take something like a unit test. So I want to know when those things are. And I want to try to place my units so that that's not happening near the beginning or near the end of a unit. It can happen in the middle, but preferably you end a unit right before one of those longer stretches if you can help it. If you think that you can squeeze in one final unit before exams in the fall, don't. Because what's going to happen is you're going to end up either having a whole bunch of snow days or maybe you're going to need to take some extra time on an earlier unit to fill that out and you're going to feel so stressed for time. Give yourself extra space and then you can always fit in small topics if it comes down to it. But do not plan on being able to just squeeze a court, squeeze a unit into a week and a half because it might work. It's not going to. Now you have a rough timeline for your curriculum map. You have an idea of what you're going to be able to get done and which units fall where. 
Another thing I want to warn you about when you make this curriculum calendar is not only is it going to change, but you're going to have students who are in and out for, let's say, football or for baseball and track and all of the spring sports and all of the spring field trips. So we're going to build in extra time with each unit, but we need to get it all kind of mapped out first. One thing you may be saying to yourself is, wait, what are we doing with that very first week? That's going to come at the end of this series. We're going to talk all about how we're going to set up the first week of school to cover everything that we need it to. Right now, we are just giving ourselves that hard reset with all of our documents and also starting to give ourselves a rough timeline of what units are going to happen and when. This doesn't seem like a lot, but this is going to help really streamline how your year is going to go. So that is it for this episode. We're going to come back on Tuesday and we're going to set up a unit template. You know I love a template. And this is the guide that we're going to use to create all of our units for the school year. So go ahead, get started, do some internet sleuthing, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at Engineer Does Education so we can build a simple system together.